Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Okay, I got one for you. Yep. Okay, 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 okay. Would you rather... Spend a night in the good night moon bedroom. All right, all right. With the haunted grandmother. Yeah. Or would you rather spend a night in the love you forever bedroom <laughs> with the with the uh, with the ladder good night on moon. the window? Good night moon. <laughs> give, because, me, give me ghost grandma. <laughs> because even that old grandma, at least she's dead. <laughs> she she's. At least, uh, she, all she does is rock herself. Okay. She me... doesn't rock you. Yeah. She oh, rocks I would, herself. I would take Ghost Grandma any day. Yeah. Because yeah, she I'm can't you. touch you. <laughs> yeah. And all she says is hush. She doesn't try to sing to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Would you rather... Uh-huh. Yeah. ...have creepy carrots in your shower... Mm-hmm. I... ...when you don't know they're there... Oh. ...and you're oh, brushing why your teeth... Are you... Why are you, you actually... you see them in the mirror... That's actually, like, you just, like, put your, like, fingers on the pulse of my fear in that book. Like, that's or, my greatest fear in that book. Or would you rather have Jim from, what was it, Hop on Pop? It was Hop on Pop, yeah. Um, be your child. See, I like Jim. So this one's an easy one for me. I was not the one freaked out by Jim. Jim bites him. It's not Jim bites me. Jim doesn't bite mom. Jim's oh, not hopping on pop. I'm pretty sure Jim bites everyone, but in that particular moment... No, Jim was clearly defending somebody by biting the tail of the tiger lion thing. I vote for carrots. See, I'm I'm Jim. I'm Team Jim. Team Jim! Creepy carrots. <laughs> so good. So, I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. All right, and we do a podcast. Yep. Where we do more than simply ask each other impossible questions that we'll never have definitive answers yeah we do we talk about books these books children's books pick, oh yes children's picture books yeah it'll be specific classic yeah. children's picture books be even more even more specific <laughs> that's 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 granular that is because it's like getting down to the nitty-gritty uh yes that is what we do and uh and then what do we do after we read these here books here uh we discuss them yeah talk about how weird they are yeah and whether they should be classics yeah and uh, let me just clarify for people, a little weirdness for a child, very good for the brain, very good for the creative growing brain. Uh, but some books are weirder than others, and some tip the scales, let us say, uh, too far in one direction or another. Uh, if you would like to suggest a book uh, for us to do, feel free to email us at fusekdate at gmail.com. We are willing to take your suggestions. We'll ignore them, probably. Um, I won't. Betsy will. I will ignore them. <laughs> but then I will do them later and forget to credit you. So if you want that to happen, and who wouldn't, uh, yeah, you should give us a little uh, email there. So this week's book, I wanted to uh, I wanted to shift back. This has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, uh, though we are uh, recording this in the month of November. Um, doesn't really have anything to do with food. Uh, definitely doesn't have anything to do with giving thanks. Oh, no. No, 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 uh, 
but it does uh, it does have something to do with uh, owl fantasize. With what? Owl fantasize. Oh, we'll be clear momentarily. Is that a I'm word? Gonna, it's it is now, and uh, I'm gonna pull out the book here. Drum roll, please. Why mosquitoes buzz in people's ears? Do you know this? Uh... It's been around a long time, and for a while there. People were like, children should know African folktales. Let us do yeah, this book. It, it must rings, look a little familiar, it right? Rings some bells. Yeah, I had the cover, I would but those think. Those bells have a lot of dust on them. Yeah. And, uh, those are dusty bells. I think one of them's broken. So. Dusty bells was my nickname back in college. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but you can see, look, it's got a, sh- it's got a shiny gold yeah. sticker on it. We're not going. We're not going two bits with the old silver this time around. I'm going straight to the gold. Uh, yeah, and it's by three people. Oh. Uh, two people did the art, one person did the words. You might ask, how can two people do the art? And I don't know the answer to that, but we'll get into that a little later. Someone draws, someone colors? Yeah, you'd think. Not the case. Weirdly enough, not in these, not in these people's case. Hmm. Anywho, you take this here book, you read this here book up, you come and tell me what you think of it. Okay. Cool. All right, folks, while Kate is reading that there book, I would like to ask you a quiz question. Um, But before I do that, I'm going to answer a quiz question. As you might recall, last week I asked what the sequel to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the book, was. Um, And how it is not, in fact, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, which would have been a legitimate answer, but that is not actually what it's called. Uh, The answer is it's called Pickles to Pittsburgh, which, let's face it, really super fun to say. Um, no, very few people who have read this book. Uh, but I do know some, and they tend to live in Pittsburgh. Um, there is a more recent, uh, book that they did, but, uh, it would not be considered a sequel. Oh, 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 and here's something that I failed to mention in our discussion last week, and I'm just kicking myself for it. Um, when we talked about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, how could I have failed to mention that this book has probably the worst board book adaptation of any picture book to board book of all time. The amount of text in the picture book is simply placed in the board book, and that's a lot of text. And it is tiny. It is the worst board book of all time. And it, I am saying something by saying that, because there's some pretty bad ones out there, but that one takes the proverbial cake. This week's quiz question, this one's, a, this one's an interesting one. Um, so as you may know, we are discussing why mosquitoes buzz in people's ears. A year after this book won the Caldecott, um, there was another first that was celebrated with the subsequent win by Leo and Diane Dillon. What was this First, and by first I mean this was the first time something had ever happened in the history of the Caldecott Medal. What what was that? Why was it significant? Uh, you can tell me if you want to uh, at fusekdate at gmail.com or you can simply sit smugly in your little home and think, oh, I know. I know the answer to that one. I won't be telling you, Betsy Bird. Fine, then. Hey! Hi! How you doing? Good! Nice! Did you, uh, read a book? I did! Cool! What'd you read? I read Why Mosquitoes Buzz in People's Ears. Why do they buzz in people's ears? 
Because they're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're murderers. And they're inadvertent murderers, I would say. But, um, you know, we're getting way, 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 way ahead of ourselves. Way ahead of ourselves. Nobody knows what this book is about. How can we go talking about it? It's How can we go talking about it? No, it's... Yeah, but it doesn't say, well, it, it, it says it's going to tell us why, but it doesn't say. Well, I could tell you why, because they're murderers. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, true. Um, <laughs> mosquitoes kill so many with malaria and, and the Zika virus and so many things, but so that's many. not the case here, apparently. Um, but we need, we need you to, we need you to tell the nice people. And guess what? You're, I, I'm giving you a treat, because last time you mentioned you haven't done anything British. True. So you can choose whatever British accent you want. If you want to sound like Dick Van Dyke <laughs> in Mary Poppins, sounding like an Australian, you can do that. If you want to sound like the Queen, you can do that. Whichever accent. I thought you, know. you were going to make me sound like a mosquito. So. Uh... Oh, I'm getting to... No, that's my bit in the second act, man. You're preempting oh, me. Sorry. Yeah, I'm no. Sorry. And uh, that would be awesome. I'll what? go with Brit. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Brit. Okay. Once, a mosquito said something foolish to the iguana who put sticks in his ear so that he would hear no more such foolishness. This frightened the next animal who saw the iguana, and so went the chain of action in panic until a monkey inadvertently killed an owlet, which caused the mother owl to mourn and neglect her duties of waking the sun. When the animals finally figured out the tragedy, they blame the mosquito. That's why mosquitoes buzz in people's ears. They're always asking if everyone is still angry with them. So what'd you think? Uh, many positive things. Well, that's nice. That yeah. is nice to hear. I'm sorry, yes. this is not a book that I will be hating on. Oh, good. So... Well, it would be it would be sad if you did. I'd rather like this book myself. Yeah. Uh, I know people love it when we hate on things. I know. Sorry, people. I when hate I... how beautiful this book is. Yeah. Oh, why? Oh, so Ugh. Ugh, so it's annoying like beauty that... is like hitting my eyeballs on every page. I Ugh. hate that the mosquitoes are watercolor and gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I think it looks like stencil almost, but it can't possibly be. But yeah. Yeah. It's so pretty. The art is. Well, and you know it's pre computer art because this came out in 1975. Sweet. 75. It yeah. won the 76 Caldecott, but it came out in 75, so. Which you can't tell by looking at it or reading it. It looks... No, they reprinted it really well. We have a nice new, crisp, fresh edition. Uh, and you would swear it came out this year, how as yeah. pretty as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really... The colors really pop. Yeah, it's original. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my spirit animal. Oh, dear. We're not allowed to use that term anymore, but oh, all right. What's what's the proper... Um, How about avatar? Okay. Okay. My avatar mm -hmm. is this sassy, grumpy iguana. Yes! With the sticks in its... It says ears. Wouldn't it just be like holes in its head? I have always had a weird sort of like fear that the sticks will like break off partway in its head and then it'll be stuck with sticks in its ear holes for the rest of its life. Is that just me? No, it's not just you. <laughs> um, it's just the two of us. I, uh... You're related. I, I like that the very beginning, the mosquito is asking the iguana, or he's, the, the mosquito is saying, Iguana, you will never believe what I saw yesterday. And the first thing the iguana says is, try me. <laughs> 
with the slanty eyes and the sassy tongue, I'm like, yes, Iguana, mm-hmm. I'm with you, I feel you. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and I love throughout this book, they make up, essentially make up sound effects. Yeah! These so, are not sound effects that you usually find. It's like, usually it's all like, cow says moo, cat says meow. Yeah. These do not Well, this follow. is interesting. Like, the very beginning, you know, he sticks these sticks in his ears, and he went off, meck, 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 through the reeds. <laughs> M-E-K. Mech, like, that's mech, the mech. sound an iguana makes when going through reeds. That's true. Mech, 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 A pissed so, off iguana. It's not uh, a happy iguana. It's trying to get out of there. A ASAP. sassy, grumpy iguana that I, I feel you, iguana. Yeah, man. I'm with you. And, uh... Yeah, I, so I feel like this would be a really fun book to read to kids because oh, yeah. you've got all these different. Well, and kids act it out too. Like I've seen, a, I've seen a stage play production of this. So because oh. then all the kids get to do their uh, individual yeah. thing. Yeah. I can be the snake. I can be the rabbit. Exactly. Yeah, you got the snake that's um, going into the rabbit hole. Wasu 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 wasu. And then you got the the rabbit that's jumping. Crick crick crick. Mm-hmm. This is fun. I like it's it. It's super fun. It's fun to read aloud. Uh, it does have a, a death uh, in there. Yeah, that surprised me. Yeah, that's like, like, that comes out of left field. I'm like, ooh. So my owl fantasize didn't, uh, it didn't tip you uh, off there. You get it out. You get it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dead baby owls, people. We're talking dead baby. Well, well just singular. One. Just yeah. one. Just one. There's, one there's two left. It's fine. And but, let me tell you, as somebody who has had multiple birds nests on my house, where we have babies and then they disappear. This is very accurate to my experience. But why didn't Monkey just apologize the second it happened? Why did it didn't notice that it even happened? Oh, Monkey knew. Oh, well, then I am actually not blaming Mosquito so much for this one. I'm blaming Monkey on this one. But it's not necessarily Monkey's fault because the Monkey landed on a dead limb and it broke and right. it fell on the. So it's not. No, it's it's. It is Act Monkey's fault because he didn't own up to it. Yeah, exactly. When you, you kill when, somebody's young, and then run away, and then like, yeah, this is a totally hit and run. This is totally a hit and run. Yeah. Um. So, and then when the mother cradles the owl oh. in her wings, <laughs> the sun slowly starts to set and yeah. is watching the whole thing. And even the sun is sad. It's just yeah. the eyes start to droop and it gets mm. smaller, and the the face gets lower, and it and it goes away. <sighs> I have a hard time with dead baby animals. This is a sad it's book. It's sad. Um, but I'm sure it's fun to read to kids. Super fun. <laughs> kids don't care if things die. Well, and I think the repetition is good too. When it reminds me of um. I don't know what the song is, but it ends with, and the green grass grew all around, 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 and the green grass grew all around. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, the name of that song is There Was a Hole. <laughs> yeah, where, like, something like, happens, yeah, and something happens. Yeah, there was a hole. Yeah. Or, like, the, the fly. Cumulative uh, tale. Uh, you might call that cumulative, I believe. Oh, okay. I just yeah. call it repetitious, because... Sure. You... Repetition is also key when dealing with kids, because, as we all know, if we have kids... They can listen to the same dang thing a hundred times, and they'll watch. They'll listen to it a hundred times more. They don't care. Here's what I don't get, though. Okay. Here's my qualm. Oh, qualm. Yes. Qualm. So the king lion is confronting each animal one by one. It's basically a trial. Yeah. Right. Which is very interesting. So you know the 
the mm-hmm. king asks the monkey, who says it was the crow's fault, so the lion asks the crow, and the crow says it's the blah, blah, blah. Sure, they're tracing it back. Right. So then the lion comes to the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And says, Rabbit, cried the king, why did you break a law of nature and go running, running, running in the daytime? Excuse me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not breaking a law of nature by having rabbits run in daytime. This is true. Um, I will say that it's hard for me to say that right now because when I drive home from your apartment to my home... Every time, uh, for the last, oh, month or two months here, I have been seeing rabbits running in the roads at night. I don't see them during the day. I see them a lot at night. Now, that is not to say I don't see them during the day in the summer months, but I don't see them running around in the fall, and I don't know if that's I've seen rabbits fu- running around. During, yeah, okay, well the then, there you go. If you're but during it's, the daytime, yeah, I don't know it's why. It's not breaking a law of nature. No, it's not, no, it, it's a funny thing. Phrase. Yeah, that's... Breaking a law, like, going against your god, Rabbit, by yeah. running in the day. Like, I don't know what the lion is trying to get at here. But... Maybe I... the lion... But we don't know. The lion might be some kind of weird stickler for day running. Maybe it's his law. But... Maybe he considers himself <laughs> nature. I don't know. Meow. But the, the scariest picture and the funniest picture Ooh. are on this page. Yeah. The scariest is the snake. That because... snake is... Freakish. Every time, you know, an animal blames another animal, yeah. that other animal is fictionalized into something scary. Yeah, and you're getting their point of view from, like, their perspective, which is right. really cool. And you see this snake, and it's terrifying. Oh, yeah, it's like it's unhinged its jaw. Yeah, it's huge with these giant yeah. fangs. But the funniest picture is also on this page. Wait, what? Because that antelope... <laughs> Okay, it looks like he's photobombed the picture, and he's sort of coming up behind like, Hello. I imagine the antelope is just watching all of this happen and going, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, it is grinning weirdly wildly. Uh, with very big eyes. Everyone, this is such a serious it's, thing. Something, yeah. Someone has died. Yeah. And this antelope's like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, lion. Hey, lion. Did you see that lion? Did you see that? <laughs> so, yeah. that, yeah, and these are... Also, um, have you looked how big his horns are? Yeah. They don't even, like, They go past, whoa, the, yeah, past go the top of the page and then come back down. Yeah. Yep. And meanwhile, there's the baby owl in the same drawing. But, oh! But, yeah, but the antelope is still like. <laughs> is that is the baby owl dead? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Oh god, there is a lot of owl corpse uh, viewing in this book. Like when the mama owl is like rocking the dead baby oh, owl. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Which is heartbreaking, but it's also like it really kind of posed a question for the illustrator: How does one draw a dead baby owl? How do you make it clear that it's dead? For one thing. And uh, I think it's how they do the eyes. Yeah. Oh. They're not just closed, but they're like slanted closed. Yeah, they're kind of a slanted closed. Like it's not an X, which is what cartoons would do. Would do like an X, right? But, right. But this is sort of a, a slightly different. But yeah, all these animals have personalities without saying a word. Yeah. Which is a genius 
for the illustrator to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, illustrators. 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 There's the, uh, the another. Oh dead my corpse. gosh! The dead corpse is in. It's, it's tons the, of photos. It's the haunting. Photos, I say. What? A... Pictures, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a haunting. It's like ghost. Hamlet's dad. And it's like Banquo's ghost. But I I love at the uh, the very end when. You know, they finally get to it being the mosquito's fault mm-hmm. for uh, all this happening and that everyone, we should punish the mosquito. And the mama's like, yeah, she's cool with that. Yeah, she's cool with like, that. Like, all right. As long as somebody's getting punished. So mosquito has been hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but, but apparently has a guilty conscience and every day whines in people's ears asking, is everyone still angry at me? And at that... The last page is kapow! Kapow! I do love that the choice of of sound was kapow. K-P-A-O exclamation point. Kapow! Kapow! Because I've slapped many a fine mosquito, and I would much prefer that the sound when I make contact would be kapow! <laughs> That'd be amazing. But make me feel like Bruce Lee. I feel like this is the first book you've given me that doesn't have the book's title in the book oh because like but i, I don't like... know about cloudy cloudy with a chance of me but i'm not sure if that actually was oh said. that's true you know it's funny that reminds me of like whenever i go to see a movie or a or a play or something where they say the title oh, i have yeah. a friend who would just like if that ever happened would just immediately just like <sighs> like the minute it was said I, like every I, single I, time. I like to point it out, like in Hocus Pocus, when the kid says, it's all just a, ho- a bunch of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I go, hey, did you get that? Did you hear that? Did you hear what yeah. he said? Yeah. Um, I guess it doesn't say why mosquitoes buzz in people's ears. Well, it's, it's interesting. It's sort of incorporating the title into the text of the story itself. Yeah, it's only when you get to, the, like, really the very end that you can say, and that's why mm-hmm. mosquitoes buzz in people's ears. So... Um, you, you alluded to this slightly. What is your mosquito voice? If you have to do a mosquito voice. It would involve lots of zzz. Yeah. And, uh, would probably be high-pitched and nasally. Yes. So there was this storyteller in New York City, uh, named Luann Adams. And she told not this mosquito story, but she told this other story about a mosquito falling in love with a person's arm, a person's leg, a person's ear, and getting slapped every single time until it finds another mosquito and, and they, they fall in love. But she had this voice that was made for voiceovers, and she could, like, she had this song that it would sing where it was like, I love you, baby. Uh. And it just, like, it just, whoa! It was the most realistic, and so you Dogs could, are whining. And- yeah, dog, yeah, something, someone's howling somewhere. <laughs> and you could do that with this. You could, like, is everybody still mad at me? You know, you yeah. could do that. But it could also just annoy your audience yes. too much. I could do about she three could get away with it, that, but, yeah, and then be done. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So, so this book, this 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 darn book, um, it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't get the credit it should. Now, what a Caldecott. I was gonna say that's a lot of that's credit. That's not that's not bad. That's okay. Um, but on my top one hundred picture books list, nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Oh, that's it's too not, bad. It is super too bad. Um, it it did appear on New York Public Library's, like, 100 Great Books, 100 Years, uh, but that's because I made that list (laughs) with my boss, the two of us, and, uh, so maybe that's why that happened. I got this other book that I always use. This is my reference book I go to. Anita Silvey's 100 Best Books for Children. 
Is this book in there? This book is not. This book is not in there. Um, so it does not get uh, proper credit to a certain point. And I think that may have something to do with the fact that it's a, it's a folk tale. Because um, back in the day, libraries liked folk tales. They liked them a lot. It was their version of Weenie Diverse books. They would get folk tales from all over the world. And uh, they put them in a big old folk tale section, 398.2. And uh, tons of them, publishers making tons of them because libraries were the primary buyers. So what a library said it wanted, publishers would actually acquiesce to. And then came B. Dalton and it all changed and everything went to crap. Um, and they stopped making folk tales. So these days they just don't make them almost at all. Uh, so a book like this, you know, it could maybe be made today, but it would be a harder sell, I think, uh, than it was back in the day. Um, this was illustrated by the Dillons. The Dillons, uh, are kind of adorable. They met in, uh, art school and, uh, they fell in love. Uh, he was black and she was white, uh, and they would illustrate together. And you might be like, well, one of them did the color and one of them did the, the did the drawing. Yeah. No, apparently not. Apparently they physically drew at the same time sometimes. I tried desperately to find a video of them doing this because I wanted to see what it looked like. I could not find one on YouTube. You've let me down, YouTube. Um, but this is what I've heard. Now, this could be apocryphal and just what people say. Um, but this is what I heard. Um... Leo, uh, being black, was the first person of color to ever win uh, Caldecott. So, uh, wow. well done there, sir. Um, it took until 1976 to yeah, make that happen. Yeah, kinda. That's... Kinda. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was not certainly cool. the <laughs> first black person to, to win anything. Uh, yeah, no, not cool. Not really, really not cool. That's super um, <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it, in a fun little uh, twist, uh, he won the next year, too. Oh, nice. They won two years in a row. It was uh, it was very nice. So, uh, well played there. Um, well, and it's totally worth it. I mean, I can't oh, stop yeah. staring at it. It's really original and unique and beautiful. And it's still being, like, performed by kids, and it's still remembered, um, which is why I found it so funny that people... When people are calling up, like, their top ten picture books, it's not one that people think of. Let me tell you, it's not a great title. I'm not feeling it. Because I can't spell the word mosquitoes. <laughs> I always forget that E. Uh, right before the S. Yeah. I always wanted it to be O-S. And it's E-S. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Like the toe of a mosquito. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Keep that, working on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really working on that now. Um, oh, I should... This is... This is such a kidlet nerd thing. Um, but uh, Roger Sutton uh, is the editor of a children's book periodical called Hornbook. Uh, and he was talking about the fact that they don't publish folktales anymore. And uh, instead, these days, when you get, like, fairy tales, they're, like, ironic. And they're, like, you know, with a twist, you know, like Stinky Cheese Man and all that stuff. Um, and he says... Northrop Fry says irony is supposed to lead us back into myth, but how long must we wait? Um, because we're really not publishing folktales, and it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. I would think with the whole push for weenie diverse books, we'd be seeing more of it. This is not the case. Um, yeah, so what you going to do? You want to know a random fact that has nothing to do with this book? I always want to know a random fact that has nothing to do with the book that we're talking about. Please <laughs> well, tell me. Well, I was just looking at... 
the cover here, and it uh, kind of looks like in the very bottom of the page that it could yeah. be a koala, maybe. <laughs> and I learned that you're not supposed to hold koalas because if they pee on you, you get chlamydia. Really? Yep, that's your random fact of the day. You get chlamydia from koala pee? Yeah. Koala pee, by the way. Yeah. If I have another also, kid, I'm going to name him Koala because that's just a I can tell you all sorts of random animal facts. Wombats poop cubes. I knew that. I knew that. There's a children's book that covers that. And uh, all badgers are born in February. Okay, that's weird. There you go. I'm trying desperately now to think if there's any, like, badger February book out there. and No, I'm thinking of the February fox. Huh. I imagine... I'm still a little stuck on the chlamydia, but yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. All right. So are koalas. But I'm punchy. Good night, everybody. Try the fish. <laughs> All right. Ratings time. So you seem to have showed your hand a bit on this one. I like um, this book. I, it's hard not to like this book. Oh, I should say there. Okay, I'm like. Okay, is there any any possible problem with the book? Um, it doesn't specify. The country it's from, but it does specify the region. It says West African folktale. Uh, is it actually a folktale or is it a original? We, we, we don't actually know. Um, but it, it is a West African folktale. Uh, so, and which is super specific for 1975, I gotta say. Because back then they were sort of just like, the country of Africa. It's like, no, 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 no. So. Uh, well, well played there. But that's, like, the closest thing you can get to a, a huge problem with the book, as that far as I can tell. That and the rabbits running being against nature. Yeah, there's that. There's <laughs> that. But I love how, and I'm just going to mention this again, I love how accurate uh, that mosquito is. Because when people draw mosquitoes, um, they will give, they'll, they'll anthropomorphize them, they'll give them, like, faces and stuff. This guy's got way too many legs. Like, the number of legs is disturbing to me. I guess technically, what the ones that bite, are they all female? Is that the yeah. thing? Yeah. So, and I think they t call this mosquito a him. So there you go. Oh. Naughty, they? naughty. Don't they? They do. They do really refer to the mosquito as a him. I think in a couple parts there. Oh, she. 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 Oh. She crept under a curly leaf. Shoot. Mm. And was never found and brought before the council. So it is so accurate that it even gets the gender of the insect correct. Oh, I tip my hat to you, yeah. Verna Artema. Well played, madam. Well played. Wow. Okay, but I stand corrected. I'm glad we checked that. Yeah. All right. So ratings, yeah. What, what, you, what you give this puppy? Um, well, it's... It's not very popular. Well, so... it's remembered, but it's not beloved. But it's affectionately maybe because recalled. it doesn't really teach. It doesn't really teach a lesson. Well, no, it's a pourquoi tale. It's a why you know. It's a why does this happen? Here's a possible reason type story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's. I kind of love that it doesn't. It's not didactic. I'm gonna give it. An eight point seven five. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice. That's a nice. I can't. That's commit. a nice little number there. I can't commit to the nine, but I feel I like it's... I am in the same boat. I can't quite get to nine. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I feel like a seven is doing it a huge disservice. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what was your, you were 8.75. All right, I'll be at 8.5, a little lower than you, a little lower than you, not by much. Uh, yeah. Someone with math could find the average between those two. <laughs> What's the mean? What's the mean, people? But, uh, yeah, I would say squarely, squarely in the classic category. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. classic. Stamp of approval. Woo! Boom, stamped that. I really want a stamp of approval, by the way. If you're, totally. if you're trying to figure out what to get me for Christmas. Well, you stamped his um, face, though. Jeez. Uh, I did stamp guy. his face, <laughs> but I, my stamp is non-existent, so I think he'll forgive me for it. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's about to slap that mosquito upside the ear anyway. He's so going to get chlamydia from that koala anyway. Exactly. <laughs> what do they, what? Like, do they peer at you and then they, like, when you're not looking, like, they crawl up you and pee on you? It's like, chlamydia, surprise! <laughs> I got you. you. That one. I got you. You didn't the think old, you were going to get it, but you got it. the old, like, what's that? Oh, it's you chlamydia got it. joke. Yeah. yeah I never see it coming. They do never see it coming. All right, letters time. All right. All right. So, uh, if you recall, last time I challenged folks to name a more successful picture book adaptation than Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Adaptation to a film. Adaptation from book, picture book to film. Uh-huh. And I said the best one I'd ever, I ever knew of was, was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. Uh, I failed to give a comprehensive measure of success when I made that statement um, because it came off sounding like I didn't mean... Tonally or artistically, uh, which is what I meant. Uh, people, some people took it to mean monetarily, um, which uh, is understandable. But uh, in in case in point is today's letter uh, from Emmy, and Emmy wrote in and said, uh, "Quote: You said there were no picture book film adaptations more successful than Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I think the Polar Express was more successful. Oh yeah, still love your podcast. Uh, thank you, Emmy." Uh, I love it too. So, oh, uh, <laughs> shameless plug for self. Well, yeah, Tom Hanks. That was, uh... Yeah, did you ever a... see that I film? I did. Yeah, I saw it in the Wasn't theater. Wasn't that the Uncanny Valley film where, like, it was just a little too... It was, like, right between, like, realistic and not realistic. Yep. Like, their tongues, man. Their tongues. There's something wrong with their tongues. They're so weird. There's, like, a dead Who tongue in the mouth of a thing that's talking to you. The tongue has to live, man. It has to live! So, uh, yes, I will concede that probably yeah. Polar Express made more money. Oh. I mean, it's a holiday oh, film. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few, actually, that have made more. I was talking artistically. I was talking, like, as an actual good film that you would want to rewatch. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I think people would rewatch Polar Express, especially around Christmas time. Why? Is <sighs> no good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Yeah, but it wasn't great. I mean, you wouldn't, like, you don't, like, think to yourself, like, you know what film was good? Polar Express. I got I got real affection for that one. I did that, s- where that sentence has never been said. I did see it in the theater, but that was the last time I saw it. Yeah, see? So. And, and do you feel, like, a warm tug in your heart when you think of it and you think... Because that's what I feel for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I think of the gags in that film, and I think, that was a fine film. Nah. That was a fine, outstanding film. Nah. Had a little heart. Had a little jokes. Had a little Neil Patrick Harris. What were you on life? Uh, I mean, you like that movie more than I do. All right, so. all right, all right. I can see. I, I, I'm going to stand by my statement that the most successful one is Cloudy. But if anyone disagrees, you are free to write me in. Uh, and I will disagree with you uh, on air. <laughs> grown-up things we like. Grown-up things we like. We are grown-ups and we like things. Go. 
Me? Yeah. I feel like I always go first. Oh, okay, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Oh, so I saw um I saw a little obscure little film. Uh not not something that a lot of people have seen, but uh for grown ups and uh, I would highly recommend it. It's called the Big Lebowski. Apparently. Oh my gosh, you seriously uh, just saw it. I just saw it for the very first time. Shame on you. No, Get man. out of my house. Look, it's never happened. Like, there's been no situation. The dude does not abide, all yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The dude, I've, I've learned one thing from this film, my friend. It's the dude abides. I just had a White Russian tonight. That's oh, like, see, there you go. It's oh. my drink of choice. Is see, a I did, well, and now I'm getting so many jokes from over the years. Yeah. Like, I had a Halloween party once, and a friend came as a Viking. Um, and apparently it was from The Big Lebowski, but I didn't know what that was. I mean, I knew there was a film called The Big Lebowski. It is, let me say, I have to highly recommend not seeing it and then seeing it now because it's really interesting to watch it and to consider how similar in some ways it is to Fargo and yet how incredible, no, it's about incompetent people committing crimes, right? With a lot of the same actors. And, uh, like, apparently Woodchipper Guy is, is, is one of the nihilists, um, and all this stuff. So, it's, it is a... <laughs> with the, the marmot. <laughs> with the marmot, uh, which I could have sworn was a ferret. And they kept saying marmot, and it really threw me off. It's a, it's a ferret. It's a ferret? It is a ferret, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a ferret. Uh, see, that's what I thought, man. And then, like, the sheer number of white Russians that man downs oh in the gosh, course I'm of the so film. I'm so jealous. It's, they're so it's good. It's just... It's if you've got, never had a white I, Russian, just... No, I've had a white Russian. It, it kind of made me a little ill. Like, the sheer number. And then Sam Elliott, which improves any film. That stash is just Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he could basically... My wish in life is for every bad film, every good film, every mediocre film, just to have Sam Elliott walk in and say something and then walk I mean, out, Su and it would just improve Su it. Sioux City Sarsaparilla is also quite delicious. I, highly, um, I, I do. I do. You should have a Sioux City Sarsaparilla. All right. Well, you can make me one when we're done here. Yeah, I gotta go buy one. Uh, that's not, I can't do that. It's a, it's a drink. You just go... Do I have to go to Sioux City? No, it's got a grocery store. Okay. Well, that's... I, I don't even know. I mean, it's so quotable. I mean, the rogue really, really ties the room together. Exactly. I've heard that line Shut for years. Shut the F up, Donnie. I mean... Yep, yep, yep. Heard... I, that I've not heard. speech at the end when he talks about Nam and like... Yep. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was really interesting. I liked it. Lebowski I liked it a lot. Urban overachievers. Yeah, and it's got like dream sequences and what's not to like. It's so good. It's very fun. All right, you go. You go, man. All right, my thing is a. It's an online cartoon that I've liked for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's called the Awkward Yeti. Oh. They have like a web series that it's just go to the awkwardyeti.com. And you will read these, like, really, you know, four-panel cartoons that really express how you feel about life. Um, let me just read you this little, like, snippet that's on their website. Sure. Um, the Awkward Yeti encompasses multiple series by cartoonist Nick, I'm going to assume it's Selick, S-E-L-U-K. The ongoing self-titled strip, The Awkward Yeti, follows Lars the Yeti as he experiences everyday social awkwardness at work, in his social life, even while dating. The popular spinoff, Heart and Brain, followed the inner dialogue between the cynical, society-influenced brain, who wears glasses, and the impulsive, optimistic heart, who likes to chase butterflies. Together, the three characters were metaphorically inspired by the concept of the id, heart, the ego, Lars, and the superego, brain, but have developed their own personalities over time. So... Yes, so there's like heart and brain who will always go back and forth about things, and it's and then there's other characters too. There's 
gallbladder, there's lungs that like every time there's like mentioned running, you know, the lungs are like, why are you keeping us in this cage? It's the ribs. Um, (laughs) There's like fat cells. There's every, and there's all these different organs that have all these different personalities. And it's, it's a hilarious little cartoon. And they even made a card game called Organ Attack, which I own and I've never played. Aw, we should play it. Yeah. I was just looking at while you were talking. I was looking it up on my own phone. It looks quite charming. Yeah, it's super cute. Oh. Um, it's it's definitely. Do you know if he's ever put a book out or? A book? I don't yeah. know about a book. All right. Um, the the game was a Kickstarter. Oh, um, cool. And he sells like stuffed, you know, stuffed heart. Just a stuffed. If you want to give a gallbladder to a friend of yours, you know, gallbladder lo- loves to like hold his stones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. So I recommend the Awkward Yeti. Online. Excellent. Yep. The Awkward Yeti and Big Lebowski. Yeah. What's not to love? I love these adult things. This is this is a podcast of love today. We've got a loving book. We've got loving chlamydia. Loving things, <laughs> love and chlamydia, and that's not where I was going with oh, that. Sorry. Why do you have to keep up bringing up the chlamydia? Now that's all I can see is that one eye and thinking it could or, be could or, be a koala. Or the the really stupid antelope at the end. <laughs> I assume that was the was the owl that ends up dead for some reason, but I don't know. Why. Oh yeah, and the haunting owlet. The haunt, the yes. The corpse of the owlet. I tell you, man, it's like bankless ghost. I'm convinced of it. All right, I think we did this thing. Yep. And the thing hath been done. It's done. All right, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse Eight and Kate is a Fuse Number Eight production. You can reach us at fusekate8@gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8, that's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our innovation Sherpa is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.